bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Hey, thank you for joining us tonight for a special edition of Northwest Prime. I'm joined tonight by my good friend, Dan Michael. And Dan is a screenwriter and a filmmaker here in Seattle. And one of the really great things about my job, one of the perks of the job is that I get to go to a lot of events. I get to go to a lot of concerts, screenings for movies, you name it. And there's always something to do, but I can't always make those events because there's just so many uh, and so much demand on my time. And the last few weeks I've been sick with strep throat. So my friend Dan, who's just, I mean, he just stepped in and he went to a bunch of events for me, some really spectacular events that really needed somebody to attend them so that we could report on them. And Dan did that for me and I really appreciate it. And Dan's coming on tonight so that we can go over that and he can tell me everything I missed. So thanks Dan for coming on. Lori, thanks so much for having me. It's good to know that you feel better and things are back on track. But I did miss you at the festival and the other short and the other documentary that I saw too called Walking the Camino. Yeah, you know, I had seen Walking the Camino and I had the uh, producer, director, writer Lydia B. Smith on the show. It was a fantastic okay. film when I saw it. And then she invited me to come to the launch there in Seattle at the SIF Uptown. And I really wanted to go because I really wanted to support her. She's awesome. throwing this movie yeah. into the Academy Award ring. But I couldn't go. And I am and I asked you and you stepped in at the last minute. And so I want to hear all about that <laughs> night. <laughs> Lori, it was, it, was, it was really my pleasure. But I did miss you that night. I did have my mom fill in. <laughs> I didn't want to go alone and um and and we just had such a good time and and the venue itself I don't know if people know like in the Seattle area the Uptown Cinema which is right across from Dixon Lower Queen Anne it's just an awesome theater it supports like local you know or not even just local I think they're playing that interstellar movie too at the same time but it's just a really cool theater my mom even had like a little glass of wine and we just sat and enjoyed um watching this really cool documentary about this thing that really most people don't know about. Um, it's this, it's about, let me just tell you what it's about. Can I do that? Is that cool? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, Lori, it's about this, um, this incredible walk that some people take that a lot of people have been taking really for over a thousand years. And it takes place in Spain and it's literally this 500 mile walk that people take from um, one town, <laughs> which I cannot remember the name of, to this to this other town called Santiago, which is 500 miles away from the town that you start in, and it's just this like beautiful set, uh, beautiful scenery, and 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 um, supported by um, the little towns and villages that you that you go through along the way, but it's as much of like a survival test as it is, you know, just taking in the beauty of your surroundings and. And really this personal journey and struggle of whatever it is you're kind of going through in your life, if you're going through a tough time, if, um, or maybe you just, you're just at that point where you just want to do something, try something completely different, new, and, and experience something just completely foreign. And it is foreign, obviously. You're in Spain. 
But I mean, it is just this like, like I had no idea. I, I'm someone that's gone to Burning Man. And so I thought, oh, I know all about all these kind of like cool, quirky, like things that people do. Um, but I had no idea about this thing called walking the scent, uh, the, the Camino. And, um, and I know now that one day, and that's why movies are so great really too, because they open, they often have the ability to open your eyes to something that you maybe never even knew existed. And, um, and, and this documentary did that. So like, um, I plan on one day walking the Camino. And like I said, if you, if you don't know what it is, just look it up. Um, like I said, people have been doing thousands, I think over a thousand years. And, um, and it's something that, you know, that you, that you watch and you think, is that something I could do? And, and a lot of people say yes and actually try it. So I had a great time. And the, the writer and director, what was her, what was the lady's name? I'm sorry, Lori. Lydia B. Smith. Yeah, she was there and she was actually answering questions too at the end, which is cool too. Cause like someone like me, that's really adventurous. You know, I got to ask her, you know, what it is that, uh, that uh, or if there's like a right time for someone to go on this trip is it better to go alone or or with a partner you know or with someone that maybe you know you're you're dating or whatever you know whoever it's better to go alone you gain more from going alone is it um something you can <laughs> the whole thing i know it sounds silly too Lori, but the whole thing that was going through my mind is can i just take a bike across the camino <laughs> but i didn't want to ask that i didn't the whole thing is called walking the Camino. You know, it's all about this walk, this walk, this walk. But uh, and it's just this funny thing I kept thinking to myself. I wonder if I could take a bike across the thing. Well, the one lady took her <laughs> stroller and like took her three-year-old or something and took her yeah, stroller. She, I thought that took a lot of yeah. guts. That was actually the one I was the most impressed with. Is 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 her story? Like to take a three-year-old and to keep him like interested and and not just going crazy the entire time crying who knows i mean it's a 500 mile this isn't just like a stroll in the park this is a 500 mile walk the great thing about this documentary is it could be nominated for an oscar so just on top of everything else that i'm saying it was actually done really well and um and and yeah that's three-year-old and and his mom and i think she ended up going with her brother too i'm not sure where the dad was doesn't matter um but um yeah, that was pretty cool. And then there was just this other uh, lady that went by herself and this other lady that went by herself who met a guy along the way and they ended up going past Santiago, so past the 500 miles and then into the, uh, this, this, to this other beach town called Finistine, which is actually originally where, you know, like a thousand years ago where everyone used to, they used to do this walk over a thousand years ago, but they used to walk it so past, so it used to be like um, 500 and I think 90 mile walk to this beach town called Finistine, which I think I was, which I think is just like incredible. But they used to think that that was actually the end of the world. Like, you know, when they thought the earth was flat, they used to think that that was the end of the world. So I, I don't know. I would almost, I would, if I personally walked it, I think I might even just start in Santiago and pretend I did the whole walk and then just walk to Finistine <laughs> <laughs> and party with everyone when they came in. <laughs> I know that's silly, but that'll be our secret. You can't tell anyone I'm doing that. No, I I, 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 <laughs> no, I won't tell anybody. Well, you know, it's it's on my bucket list to walk the Camino. And that's why I was so interested in this film. But it was also named the best documentary at the Hollywood Film Festival. Martin Sheen is oh, one no, of the executive man. producers of this film. Uh, like we talked about, it's going to be going into the Academy Award um, ring yeah. and, you know, and be considered for a nomination. But what I really liked about this film was Lydia, the, the, the producer and the writer, she believed in this film so so much that she oh my literally she... put this film on her back, so to speak, and she went 
in an RV crisscrossing the United States, selling this film to audiences and getting people to yeah. come out. That's how much she believed in that film. And so yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was a good experience kind of for, for you also as a filmmaker to see what, what she was, her passion she went for, for yeah. what she believed in. Yeah. And she believed, she actually believed that she, this was why she was put on earth. I mean, just to show you just how strongly she, like we are touching on it, I want people to understand. I mean, she really believes this is this was her purpose on Earth. This is why you know why why everything is the way it is. Is so she can make this film, which really just is a testament to just how great it actually ends up turning out. When someone is that passionate about what it is they're doing and how strongly they feel about it, and and my, my point is, I guess it just really came out in the film too. So it was just really cool. And like I said, I went with my mom too, who just absolutely loved it. Did you know? My question to you is, did you know about this thing, the Camino, before you saw the film, or did it just kind of open your eyes to it? Because for me, it kind of just like opened my eyes to this, this to this thing that I didn't know existed. That I think is pretty remarkable. Well, I had seen, I, I think Shirley MacLaine so, talk about the Camino with Oprah and how she had walked. Um, she had done the 500 okay. miles year. I think she was in her 60s or something when she did it. And then a film came out starring Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez called The Way. The Way, and it was a yeah. fictional um, tale based on people who walked the Camino. And I'd seen that several years ago. So I was very interested. I've been wanting to walk the Camino. And then I just happened to be going to another indie film for a Seattle um, uh, movie maker called Lucky Them. And so, and I had her going to be coming on the show. So I was, I was screening that film and they put this film out. I had never heard about it, but they um, had um, the, uh, the, the posters up in the lobby. And so it, it grabbed my attention. And so I just made a point. I put it on my calendar and said she was going to be coming through town and she was going to be doing a Q&A. So, and I will tell you, it was packed. I go to a lot of indie films and sometimes I'm the, I'm going to say this is really sad, but sometimes I'm the only one there and there's some really great films out there. And I have sat like I was in a private screening before when it was open to the public and it's only been me, but I will say on this, on walking the Camino, it was packed. They had said come early and, and for whatever reason, it, it just cued into my head that I probably should, even though I'd had all these experiences of sitting alone at indie films, but, um, <laughs> I uh, I did get there early, and I will tell you, it, there was no seat left in the house. I don't know what it was like on the night that you and your mom went, which I do want to give a shout out to your mom because I just love your mom. I'm so glad that that she was able to go with you. She um, loved it. We she's, both did. She's just one of my favorite um, people. So, um, but w were there a lot of people there th the night that you guys went? Well, the well, the, our night wasn't like the premiere night of the film or anything. Mm -hmm. This was just like what, like literally just recently, just a couple, you know, not too long ago. And it was actually the DVD like Blu-ray release. So this is the first mm -hmm. time people could get the film on Blu-ray or DVD. And so, but even with that being said, so even though the film was out for a while, like I said, um, maybe it's because the writer director lady was there too. But um, it actually was packed. There was mm -hmm. like maybe like one or two seats, I think, available or something like that. But other than that, it was like everyone was there and everyone really liked it. And everyone stayed through till the end when the writer director finished answering like everyone's questions. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it was just it was a good atmosphere, good vibe in the theater. Like I said, have you been to that place down there? In lower I have, that theater, that I have, I have, and and yeah. I have been there to see some indie movies, and 
And like I said, you know, sometimes, I mean, you always get <laughs> kind of a, a mix, you know, it'll be like, you know, you, you, you might get half a theater, you might get a full theater, you might be <laughs> sitting there like some weirdo by yourself, you know, in a theater, you, you just kind of never know what you're going to get. But th th that's a phenomenon going on with indie films, kind of what's going on in indie music right now. There's so much great film making being done out there and you don't actually have to have these big budget Hollywood studios behind you. And just like you don't have to have these big record labels behind you to produce good music. So I don't think that there's a better time than now to be a filmmaker and a screenwriter and to be in the industry because there's just so much focus and uh, people are starting to, it's, it's a kind of a movement and it's, it's, it's gaining momentum and I think it's because of the quality is so good out there at the filmmaking process that, that mm -hmm. more and more people are starting to come out, but it's still, like I said, it's, it's still kind of hit and miss, but, um, but, yeah. but that's why we do shows like this is, and, and then we send people out so that they will know about walking the Camino because it really is a fantastic movie. It, is going to be considered for an Academy Award, whether it gets nominated or not, we don't know, but at least it's going to be uh, considered. And so it's it's no slouch of a film at all. And it really is worth the money. It really is worth seeing. And, you know, and, you know, you can have your own personal experience, whether you walk the, the Camino or not. But like Lydia, I think she said when when I was there, Everyone has their own Camino experience. You don't necessarily have to go to Spain to actually have that that experience. But um, but most no, people right. go. Yeah. Yes, no, she's right. And in a weird way, you you watch this this documentary and you think to yourself, I don't know. You just kind of stop and take a step back for even just a quick second. You say, man, for maybe you're not necessarily you're busy in life. You got a lot of things going on. But it does just suggest to you too, maybe in real life, in your everyday life, just take a moment and stop and just notice the beautiful things even around you then. You know, if you can't walk the Camino now, if you can't get away, you can't go on that vacation, whatever it is, my point is you can apply the film to your everyday life too. And it just says to your, it said to me, at least, I may be psychotic, but um, it said to me, you know, take a step back and enjoy the beautiful things that are going on around you every single day too, whether it's the, the moon, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, that beautiful flower on the ground, or you know, whatever it is, that tree that's just, you know, during fall, or, or you know, what, what I'm saying there's a million things, the lights, the, you know, the whatever, like I said, anything that's going on around you that's beautiful, it happens every day, and sometimes we're just so busy that we don't take that one second to just stop and look, and, and, and that's kind of what I took about, took away from it, and, and I apply it kind of every day, too. I did it anyways. <laughs> what am I talking about? I was doing it anyway. <laughs> well, I'm really I glad. I want the Camino every day in life. <laughs> all the way down fourth. And I see some crazy shit. I, see some crazy I know. <laughs> but it's all Sometimes private, that, you know? That's right. Sometimes that can be a life-altering experience. <laughs> yeah, and every day it really can be. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> I loved it, Lori. So I did, I, did, I did miss you, too, but I hope that we can make up for it, too, you know, sometime down the road, too. Um, well, there's tons I, I and tons of, well, there's, there's tons and tons of those type of opportunities. So let's talk about the next one that I also, that happened just a few days later <laughs> that I was also still sick on. And that was, um, the Seattle short film festival, which I, again, I really appreciate you being able to go there because I had talked with the, um, director of the festival and he was really excited. There were going to be a lot of 
filmmakers there. Um, he was uh, super excited about the vibe and what was going on. And, and I would have really liked to have supported that. So I was able to do that through you. So again, I really appreciate you being able to go and I'm, I don't know anything about what happened that night. So, or, or that day. Don't even, don't, don't even mention it. Like I said, you did me a favor by, like I said, it just would have been that much cooler if you were there with me, but I still held it down and repped you like really hard. and was like, Lori Nez, Lori Nez, she's great. She had a way radio. She wish she could have been here. Just got this throat thing and she'll be back. And, uh, but she supports it and everything. And, like I said, you did me a favor just because you obviously know my background. You know what I'm passionate about when it comes to films and writing films and, and directing films and stuff like that. And so I really appreciate you thinking of me and sending me on this um, this awesome little trip that I went on to this festival. And um, and it was ran by this guy, Daniel Hoyas. I, I don't know. Is that, is that, am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. His last name mm-hmm. is Hoyas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just tell you something. I don't know if you've met him in real life. But this guy is, like, incredible. He is the, like, the driving force behind the Seattle Shorts Film Festival. He has such an awesome vision for it in the future. And, and, and where it is today, don't get me wrong, where it is right now, where it was when I was there, was great. I mean, um, over, let me just give you just a tiny little breakdown. There were over a 1,000 films submitted to this thing, which, you know, I'm not a film festival necessarily aficionado. I have been to a couple, but uh, like I know, um, you know, like Con or Toronto or um, or or Sundance. I know they get like 10,000 plus, but still, for for uh, you know, a relatively unknown festival to get 1,000 submissions and and to have the quality lineup that this film festival had, I know was unique, and it's all because of this guy, Daniel, who just, like, is the nicest, most genuine person who is just as passionate as that lady that we were talking about that made that documentary. He's equally as passionate about the Seattle Short Film Festival and making it bigger and better and bringing even more talent, and he just nailed it. He really did. The flow of it, the how it was organized, and... and and the quality of films, like I can't stress that enough. And I had a chance to even talk to the filmmakers themselves, who, um, which was awesome. Um, but then uh, they all stressed the same thing. You know, everyone kind of the same sentiment was kind of just sent around the room after the film festival. We all went to this um, to this uh, bar, or not bar, but this hotel bar kind of type thing in Lower Queen Anne. Uh, I forget the name, Marqueen. It's actually called the Marqueen Hotel in Lower Queen Anne, and it is just this like really unique place. Anyways, which kind of just um, you know, uh, help kind of just like facilitate this awesome meeting between creative minds and everything. Anyway, that gave me a chance to interview everyone and everyone expressed the same sentiment, which was this film festival was well organized, um, executed at a really high level and the quality of films, um, kind of took everyone back and took everyone by surprise. They didn't expect the, the, the level of films to be at such a high level and everyone was like really impressed. And I met some really cool people. And and like I said, Daniel, this guy has just such an awesome vision for this film festival. Um, he, well, his whole plan really is building a community, you know, so people can feel like they're part of uh, something, not even, not just for the, the day that the film festival is going on, which by the way, he, he uh, hopes to make it a two day film festival next year. Um, but he really plans on building a community where people keep in touch. And it's like this whole thing that once you become, or once you attend, or once you submit that you were interested in the film festival, that you are, um, you know, part of this community. <laughs> and, uh, and he even opened it up to college students this year and he really supports the Seattle filmmakers. Um, and if I wasn't so naive, 
um, or not naive, I'm not, not naive, uh, ignorant about my film and just, um, you know, submitting it to like Sundance and all the big ones only to get rejected. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would have, I would have submitted to this film festival, I would have submitted. My point is, you know, um, film festivals like this really make filmmakers that are coming up in the world or that are trying to come up in the world, um, feel like they really got a fighting chance. And, um, and I just couldn't have been happier to be a part of the film festival, but I don't want to blow smoke either. I did come, I did show up a little bit late, so I didn't get to see like all the films. Okay, Lori, don't get mad at me. <laughs> We're still <laughs> <It's okay. friends. laughs> I, it, I really didn't. And the thing is, it was like standing room only. So there, what the, the way they broke it down was three screenings, right? So um, I think there were like, uh, don't quote me. I think there were like twelve or fifteen films that were selected, maybe more even um, out of a thousand. I mean, do the math. So, um, mm -hmm. but. Um, so it just shows you the level, right? But um, mm -hmm. like I said, so there were three like screens, but each one was packed. So it was like standing room only. And, you know, so I didn't like want to take someone else who bought a seat. I don't, I don't want to complicate things. It's really what it was. It wasn't even me showing up late. What am I talking about? <laughs> 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 well, you know, point, everything, everything went really well. Yeah. Well, um, I was friends with the late Sonny Bono and I was at the very first Palm Springs film festival when Sonny started that when he became the mayor of Palm Springs that was one of the things that he did and I watched that grow from the very first it was very very small the very first um Palm Springs film festival and now it's grown into one of the one of the biggest film festivals out there so I was really interested because Seattle's just bringing this and this is all new to Seattle, but it's growing each year. I think that this was only the the third year and it's already, you know, every year it's like doubled in size and, and I'm not surprised. Yeah. And there's so much great talent in Seattle. I, I know that uh, right. one of the filmmakers had had uh, was one of the filmmakers on Twilight who was at this film festival. I talked to um, another guy who was in Sleepless in Seattle and, and, and he had a, oh. a film that was at this film festival. So, you know, a lot of high caliber people, but who were doing their own things on smaller budget films, um, you know, on an indie level and submitting to this film festival. But I, I was really excited because I know what film festivals can be having been there really at the incubation period of the Palm Springs Film Festival when when Sonny Bono had brought that in. And now, you know, it's, it's absolutely a, a huge event. I think it goes on for a whole week. Yeah now but but seattle really has that that uh um uh promise to to do that as well yeah but don't get it twisted either or they were bringing in i mean a lot of the filmmakers weren't from seattle out of like mm -hmm. the 15 or 20 um you know some were from florida some were from la mm -hmm. one was from new york like i just didn't talk and um but yeah everyone was just from everywhere but yeah he definitely did i talked to him specifically about that too i said so what's your emphasis when it comes to you know Seattle films do you like hold them in higher regard do you give them like any personal one because I know a lot of festivals they give like people from that area whatever the film festival is whatever that respective area is um you know they give them like it's free submission or they don't you know they just don't charge mm -hmm. them or you know whatever it is so I want to know what his was he really said you know one we did this college thing where we asked college students you know um to submit their film but I guess that's not even just pertinent to Seattle but um and then two, he was like, yeah, we do. We definitely look at Seattle films and maybe even favor them a little bit more just because, you know, we do want to support the art scene here in Seattle. And, you know, we do uh, want people in the Seattle area to feel like this is their go-to spot when they're making a short film. 
And um, and like I said, his vision for it is spot on. He's a great guy, and I just really can't wait to see like what this grows into. And I know it's just going to get bigger and better. And by the way, you did mention like big names that were there. And uh, let me just tell you something. I talked to um, this girl. Her name is uh, Venus. Um, I forget her last name. I think Venus D. De De DeMaio. DeMaio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Yeah. Anyway, so she was. Uh, I know well, everything. I don't, know if knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I question you anymore, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this, this girl, she was on Salute Your Shorts. You know, she was on. Um, Sister, sister. She was on Family Matters. Um, she uh, she was awesome. I got to talk to her, and she's like, because I used to watch Salute Your Swords, <laughs> which was on Nickelodeon. In case anyone doesn't know. Um, and but as a kid, I'm you know I'm grown now. I'm grown. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I used to watch. <laughs> you have it on DVD. You've been watching it every day. <laughs> I, I got the whole series. Like I just didn't want to say anything. Well, we talked about it ahead of time. <laughs> That's why no, you were late. You had to run home and get your DVD yeah, collection for her autograph for you. <laughs> I hold them so close, so close. And uh, and so when I saw, her, I just um, I couldn't believe it. Yes, because I used to watch the your shorts, you know, as a kid, Donkey Lips, um, Budnick, and uh, I mean, those were all characters from uh, the TV show. And then so I saw her. And my point is, there's just and she was really cool. She's uh, she was there as a judge, like I said, um, and and she. Uh, Gave some awards out, and I don't think there was cash prizes necessary. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the actual. I didn't actually ask. I guess I should have. There were cash prizes. I saw people giving actual awards, you know, with like glass, you know, glass mm-hmm. awards. Like this is the award for uh, people's choice, and because I guess the people vote on which one they like the most and stuff like that. You know, pretty standard stuff, I guess, in that regard. But um, just done really well. Really cool people. And uh, like I said, but without this guy too, like I can't just say that. I can't say it enough. I feel bad. I wish he was tuning in, then he would know um, how much I actually liked him and stuff like that. Cause he was great. And and people like that drive things like this and put uh, festivals like that on the map too. So I can't wait to see where it goes. Awesome experience. Wish you were there. Your loss. Good to see that you're doing better, boy. <laughs> well, if <laughs> if mean, you're I'm, not, sub- that must be tough, right? No voice. Radio, radio. Host. Oh my gosh! Like, you know, it was like a horrible. singer losing their voice, or you know, I'm, I can imagine it was terrible. But so I have to so much back. to say at any given moment <laughs> yeah. that 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 I to know. stifle <laughs> me with my voice was really almost <laughs> one of the worst the things that somebody could do. <laughs> but I, I really, I had nothing. But hey, Dan, as a as a screenwriter and a filmmaker, even if you're not submitting yeah. to these festivals. Do you think it's important to go? I mean, is is there enough to learn, e- even if you you don't have a, a film in the festival? Um, I mean, listen, it depends. Some fest- I mean, there's no denying it. Some festivals are hit or miss. Some festivals are not good. I mean, it's just like anything. Some concerts suck. Can I say that? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some concerts aren't good. Some festivals are bad. But this one particularly was great. I can't speak on other ones. Like I said, I'm not an aficionado when it comes to going to festivals. Um, I've been to, like I said, probably maybe a handful of them. And out of the handful, maybe two of them, this one included, were, were great. And the other, the other three were like, eh, could have maybe done without because there were no good films that made an impact on me, that I didn't meet anyone cool, you know, in that regard. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn anything necessarily, you know. So, I mean, it's – and a lot of it's what you make it to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but this one, you know, because it's weird. Like festivals, uh, I, I was in a different perspective in this in this particular one too. Because don't forget, I was interviewing people and stuff like that, and 
Um, and so it was, I got to really be a part of it. So maybe that's why it was really that awesome too. But, um, and it's weird because when you're picking films, right, for a festival, I'd imagine, you're just, I mean, all you can go off of is um, the actual film itself. Like, is that a good film? But what you don't know, so on paper, the film festival can be cool, right? But if the person that made the film or the people that make the films aren't cool and they're like kind of, you know, whatever, and, 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 and there's no like real atmosphere there and they're not buying in and everyone's just not like coming outside their comfort zone to kind of like make everything else go smoothly, then, um, which is something that's completely out of the person's control or the people's control that are running the film festival, just kind of something that has to happen, that chemistry. Because what I'm saying is these, these festivals like this one are smaller, they're intimate. You know, and and so if there's not like a free flowing fun environment at the festival, um, you know, then it just makes things kind of weird, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't make people want to stick around and and meet the people that you know what I mean. So there has to be that like atmosphere there, and that can only happen kind of in a sense by fluke. And this one kind of came together like that, and that's what made it so unique. And that's why maybe this particular film festival, just this one, just this one instance may set the tone for, 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 you know, many more successful film festivals to come for the Seattle Short Film Festival, which I hope mm-hmm. is the case. If that makes any sense, or is that just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I no, I, 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 you understand what I I'm agree saying? with that. It's a really small venue. It's a small venue. Think mm-hmm. of like a small theater. You know, you're in a small theater. It's not even a theater. It wasn't like a full-blown... The theater that it takes place at is like a smaller theater. So, I mean, they're, my point is they're really intimate atmospheres. And, you know, it's, 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 they're conducive for like, you know, talking and meeting people and having fun and like laughing and talking about what people's inspiration was and stuff like that. But if that's not there, that's missing because the people that did the films or the people that even the attendees are like, you know, not really like, you know, really quiet or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it can kind of make for a weird film festival. This one was like everything, this one, this one did everything right. Well, will you, will you cool? stay in contact <laughs> with, with anyone from there? Uh, yeah, I will. Um, I actually got everyone's email, um, and I actually told them that's the part. I've been so busy, Laura. I really have, and I got like a million things going on. But um, and I told them when I'd email them when I was on to tell them how often they're um, so they could tune in and see what I had to say about the festival and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I did actually get everyone's email. I will definitely keep in contact with Daniel because, like I said, I just think he's great, and um, and I live right downtown and. You know, like I said, I'll even apply maybe to the film festival next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and 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 then even that Venus girl, I think I got her um, email too. I'll maybe just send her an email, see how she's doing from time to time, and whatnot, and see. Um, and I got to find out myself. You know what was cool for this one too, Lori? I got to find out. You know, like I said, when I did my film, um, I raised you know a good amount of money for it and everything. But uh, like I said, my 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 mistake was I was. Um, I was a little overconfident thinking, oh, I made this film. I'm just going to submit it to, you know, uh, Sundance and Toronto and Cannes and, you know. But really, these people are out there really hustling their film. They're submitting it to maybe like, you know, 100 places, which isn't cheap, by the way, you know. Um, but, um, you know, so I, I just learned, you know, stuff like that is kind of what it takes to, um, mm-hmm. you know, but well, it's awesome. Well, you know, going back to Lydia, who believed in that film so much that she rents this RV, and then she's just like, she's really like hawking it town to town to town. That's how much she believes in this film, you know. She's just driving in this RV from for over a year, 
pushing really by her own momentum, building this um, momentum up for this film, taking it basically town to town, like, like, like a, a old time, you know, like medicine salesman or something. I mean, she's literally going <laughs> town to town all over the United States and she's building this, this, um, this uh, um, buzz for, for her film because she, you know, she, she, she just believed in them. She could have just sat on it and thought, well, you know, people will find it. Well, you know, it's really hard for people to just to, to find things, but man, when you take it right to their doorstep, then, then they'll come out. And I, I was just really impressed by, by really that the, the work and effort that she was willing to put in because she believed in, in that film so much. And how can you feel when, when you believe in something that much, you know? So I, I personally for her, I'm really hoping that, that the Academy will, will recognize her because uh, I mean, that was just, I mean, she went above and beyond as, as far as I was concerned. And, and, and I'm sure that, that at the, at these film festivals, you probably find a lot of people like, like, like Lydia who just really are passionate and, and believe in their films, how passionate are they and how much do they believe and, and what are they willing to do? You know, it, it's an individual um, decision that everybody has to make, but uh, for her, I don't think I've seen anybody <laughs> ever really put something really on their back and just walk that thing like town that, to town. Yeah. yeah, for 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 so long. So she's she's definitely cut above. You know, even the people that I met, like I said, she believes that this is why she was born. You know, she believes this is why she was born to make this film, and she, you know, she very well could be right. I mean, it's an incredible film that opens people's eyes to something maybe they didn't know existed, and it really poses the question, which is. What I love about films and documents, when they really put you in a position to ask yourself, is this something, um, you know, whatever kind of, you know, a position it puts you in, um, of, of, is this something you would do? How would you react to something like this? Um, what would you do in this instance? You know, when, mm -hmm. when movies and documentaries put you in that kind of position where they actually really pose the question to you, um, you know, like, like this documentary did is to me, which was, you know, is this something you could, one could do? And is this something you to, um, well, I guess it's something definitely I could do. Is this something you would do? And, and the answer is yes. It's just a matter of finding, you know, the right time in your life. And I, and I think there, and I do believe I couldn't get hurt. I tried asking her that. I was like, so is there, you know, a right time to walking this Camino? And she she didn't want to say yes. There is a right time. No, there. But I really think there is a right time to walking it. And that's like if you know if if you know let's say you just you lose your job and maybe things aren't going your way and like you know or maybe you have a big loss in your life whether it's a dog or like you know a spouse or or you know, I I think something kind of profound has to be going on in your life in order for you to do this walk because it is a grueling committed walk that takes no less than like thirty days if you want to complete it. And it's um, and and so I think there is a bright time to walk the Camino. Well, what I really liked about this film is I don't like personally. I don't really like films that are like really downers and sad because no, you know yeah. life is just kind of heavy anyway. And then to take like yeah. you know what little time we do have and then go see something that you know these documentaries that I mean they they obviously have a purpose and they, and and they shine a light on on problems that are going on. But for me personally, uh, I'm a really empathetic person, so I really you know a lot of times these things hit me harder than maybe the average person. I really carry that burden around with me for a long 
long time. So the, 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 the Camino movie was very uplifting. So when I went in there, I was, it just felt good. I left feeling good. I like that feeling yeah. of being uplifted. Um, and, and for me, it was my kind of a film because it, it left me feeling better when I left than, than, than when I came in. And, and the film itself is kind of like that. It, it talks about how everybody comes to the community and they got these huge, huge backpacks. They got everything for every yeah. problem they might okay. face while they're on the Camino, yeah. but it really burdens them and weighs them down and makes their, their walk that much harder. And that's kind of how we're in life. We're like collecting stuff all the time and how much do we really need, you know? Uh, yeah, and exactly. so they start shedding stuff as the walk goes yeah. on. And and by the time they're like halfway through, they got these little tiny backpacks. They don't, they know that they don't need, need so much. And that's really kind of how it is in life too, is like after a while of, of running the race for so long, how much do you really need to, to be happy and maybe you don't need all that stuff. So in life, we, we, you know, we're kind of acquiring and we get to a certain point and, and then we're kind of shedding again. So again, it was, you know, very figuratively, um, what was, is the, the, the Camino matching up to just our everyday existence living and, and, and having this journey we know as life. Oh, wow. Lori, that's really deep and awesome at the same time. I couldn't agree with you more either. So my question to you is, are you going to walk it? I want to walk it. I really don't. I don't have a passport. So that's really a bummer for for me. One anywhere that I ever want to go, I don't have a passport. So yeah. the first thing is to get a passport. So most Americans don't have passport. I've just read a thing just literally a couple of days ago that only like 10 15% at most of people in the U.S. actually have passports. And then out of that, only like 5% use them or something. Well, I went and I got Crazy. the application. And the very first thing is like, where are you going and when are you leaving? I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not leaving. So I thought, all right, I just threw it in a drawer. I'm like, oh, they actually want you to have a plan. Well, I don't have a plan. So I just threw it in the drawer. <laughs> you don't have a plan, lady. We're going to we're gonna have to search you. Yeah, we're going to have to search you. We don't get what, what you're doing here. <laughs> so I just, I just threw it in a drawer. I thought, well, well, you know. But I, but I, I really would like to walk the Camino. When, when, when Liddy was on the show, you know, I asked her about the safety of it because I really did worry about that. And, and I don't know if that's just something that Americans, you know, have uh, um, kind of struggle with, you know, because I, I'm a super scaredy cat. Like I'm afraid of everything. So, um, for, for, for me, you know, the very first thing is like that came to me is like, how safe is this? Of course, you know, I mean, what are happening? I mean, there's women out there. They're walking this 500 miles. What the hell's happening to them out there? What, what part of the movie weren't you telling? She She's like, no, it's very, very safe that everybody's looking out for everyone. And it's, you know, if they see anything, even a little shady, they call up, you know, and uh, to the towns ahead and they alert people and they get rid of those people. And it was very, very safe. So that was my biggest concern was, was the safety. And so once she kind of answered that for me, then, um, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, time's burning. I mean, you know, daylight's a waste no, of night. I, 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 no, I, I really no, kind of have to, no. you know, I, I, I kind of have to plan that. Boy, you know, I don't want to be 70 or 80, although there were 70 and 80 year olds. Yeah, there was. That's what I mean. So, I mean yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. There's no, there's no, but you know what there aren't is any excuses for why you don't really, when it comes down to it. There's no real good excuse for why you don't do it, I guess, is what I kind of, 
is what kind of position that I like. Kevin, so why won't you? I don't, what excuse do you really have for not ever walking it? You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with a good one. Come up with a good one if you can. I can't. <laughs> you know? Well, there, there, there really isn't. And 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 to be honest, it would really be. I mean, I don't. I haven't talked with anyone who hasn't even even at least walk partially because a lot of people just walk 200 miles or 150 yeah. miles or something like that. Um, they don't walk the whole thing. They just walk a portion of it. Every one of every single one of them comes out, you know, with a positive experience on that. So, um, well, first off, I'd like to go to Spain because I've never been to Spain. And then <laughs> it would just be great to even just have that, that, that experience on its own anyway. So I don't know, you know, I will, uh, it, it's on my bucket list. I'm getting a little closer to it. I, I had the, the number oh. one question knocked out and that was safety. So um, it is a reality to me as, you know, because I, I, I had talked with people um, ahead of time too. And, 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 and like I said, I don't know if it's an American thing or what, but everyone was like, ask her about safety. I'm like, it's number one on my list. So it wasn't just me worried about safety. A lot of other people were worried about safety too. And that seems to be a, a non-issue. So. Laura, you're um, too young to I care about all it. that stuff. Like, don't worry about any of that. Just like pack your bags and go and, you know, just hammer it out. And you know, the there, you thing, there was a lady that, there was a lady that was, married that went by by herself you know there wasn't a couple did she that's that's the weird thing and maybe because that was her perspective um is she didn't have a couple in the film she had a guy that met a girl right there was a guy that met the mm-hmm. girl all along mm-hmm. the walk but there was no mm-hmm. couple that started and and finished right there was no couple period you know? right so I don't know well because like, most people was, probably go to get away from their couple <laughs> That's probably part <laughs> of their they, Camino experience. Is and that, or not, that, that's that's one thing I think she kind of had her perspective on too, because she because when she walked it for real, you know, she had just I think she was engaged and it didn't work out. And like, mm-hmm. even believe it or not, that is one thing I asked her to at the end. I said, "Is this something you know you would recommend for someone to do by themselves or with their spouse or?" you know, take their girlfriend or, or, you know, whoever they're with. And, and she, and she did, she did kind of say that, yeah, she thinks that you get more out of it when you go by yourself. Cause like what you just said, you don't have to worry um, mm-hmm. you right. know, about your person is the person you're going, how are they feeling? What are they, right. do they have enough water? How are their feet? You know, you're not right. worried about that. Cause it's not really about that for this one particular thing in in life, I guess it's more about you and what it is that mm-hmm. you're getting out, and not, and not in a selfish way. There's a kind of like weird, um, happy medium there that you're mm-hmm. literally walking. <laughs> well, yeah, um, because it, if 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 you were taking your significant other, you know, how fast are they walking? Do you have to walk their yeah. pace? Do they have to slow down for you? Do you have to speed up for them? Yeah. Um, you know, what what if they can't make it? Does does your experience end? And so it's a, it's a very personal personal journey. And so I can see why people don't go in large groups or why they don't go. Um, I mean, there were two friends, two two guys who went together who were friends yeah. who, who who did walk yeah. a bit, but, but they seemed to, yeah, the old the older guys that, that they they seemed, but you know, one of them kind of got hurt and they did, weren't sure if they would have to go on, and and so, yeah. you know, I mean, if if you're going for this kind of spiritual self awakening. Yeah. you really can't be tethered to somebody else because they, yeah, well, yeah. and, and, and even the, the, the lady um, going back to who was pushing the stroller, she went with her brother and I mean, he wasn't yeah. taking it seriously at all. And so she was trying to have this, uh, 
spiritual awakening and and he was there kind of thinking it was a party so they did have to break up as and he went his own way and walked on his own um because it it just it just didn't work out and so that would be the problem with 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 coupling up i think but two is very good point but but it it doesn't have to be a spiritual it doesn't have to be Mm -mm. it doesn't have to be anything either it can you don't have to go there thinking oh i'm gonna go there because of this you can just go and then whatever you know, happens, kind of happens type thing too. Like, look, that, that the lady you're talking about, you know, with her son, she was very religious, right? But her brother was like an atheist. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, even though it was originally made for uh, Christians, I think, or Catholics or one of, it was, uh, and that's kind of what it's based around because there's a lot of churches and stuff like that too along the way. So it is a spirit, there is definitely that spiritual uh, component to it. But it doesn't have to be. It can you can come from any walk of life. You can be going through anything in your life. You could be perfectly fine. Everything can be great in your life. You know, and you mm-hmm, can just say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, today's the day." For me personally, I would kind of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when is the right time for me. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe if my parents passed away, I'd hate to even say that. But if maybe they passed, then I would say, you know what? I'm gonna walk this Camino and just you know, clear my mind and, or if any, like, really, even if I lost my cat, I would feel like, let me go walk with him now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really well, close I'll... to my cat, like, I'll tell you, you really should watch The Way by Martin Sheen because that was yeah. really good. It, it's fictional, but but it's based on 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 um, on walking the well, it's it's a movie about walking the Camino, but it's it's fictional. But it's called The Way. It was fantastic. And then that led him to fund this documentary in part for her to actually do a non-fictional version of uh, and both films I, I will just say were ab- absolutely fantastic but but going back to it not being a spiritual journey th- th- there was a guy and he was like because because you kind of start in France there on the border and he's like I didn't know if I wanted to go surfing or I did wanted to walk the Camino and I just flipped a coin <laughs> yeah. and so I'm walking the Camino and but but he, but he yeah. has you know, I, I wouldn't say like it's a spiritual awareness, but but he really bonded with some other guys uh, along the way, and he had really like this brotherhood that was kind of formed, and 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 he didn't give it any thought whatsoever. He was just like in France. He's like, should I just a go surfing for a month, or should I b walk five hundred miles? And he chose the 500 mile thing. So, I mean, yeah, you, you get all different types from all walks of life. Everybody's there for all kinds of different reasons up to and including no reason at all. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. I plan on walking it. I even asked my mom afterwards. I was like, so is this something you would do? And she was like, no. Because <laughs> 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 you just can't walk like this. She just can't. She just can't see herself walking that long distance. But I think you know. I think if you talk to her some more and stuff, I think she would kind of just open up or warm up to the idea. Because I mean, it's just so. The crazy thing is, it's just so beautiful too. This walk mm-hmm. is like, you know, you're going through it, it, thousands of people. You know, more maybe more than that, maybe millions. I don't even know what the number of people that have actually walked it, but as many people that have walked it, and it still has this pristine. Um, feel, look and feel to it like that no one has walked, like you're the first person almost besides the, you know, the path itself um, mm-hmm. to see the things that you're seeing and to walk the places that you're walking and stuff like that. So for it to like maintain that prestige is uh, maybe that's not the right word, but um, you know, just for it to maintain that 
um, that beauty is just like, it's something remarkable. And like I said, it's something I'll do at some point in my life. Now, whether it's walking the whole 500 miles or it's walking, like I said, from Santiago to Finistine, which is this incredible beach town. Um, I think, you know, there's definitely something in there for me. And I think there's really, when it comes down to it, there's something in there for everyone, including you, Lori. So I hope that at some point you definitely seriously consider making it happen for you. Cause I know you would love it too. My Absolutely only problem would be getting stuck in the first town that was having uh, a wine party. I could just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so yeah. my problem would be moving forward. Um, so I, I would have, have to be that, very yeah, have the wine party, And then God, next thing you know, they're playing 50 shades of gray or something. And you're not going anywhere. Like <laughs> That's right. I'll be stuck you, forever. Buddy. Fifty Shades yeah, of Spain. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right, you're wrong. Who knows? Like, yeah, exactly. I know you, Lori. But it sounds awesome. And thank you and thank you so much again, Lori, for sending me on this little mission. Like I said, wish you were there. I took my mom's bed. Film Festival, you would have loved. Great people. You would have fit right in. And um, you fit in everywhere. But I'm sure, like I said, you would have absolutely loved it. So I missed you there. But it's so good to know that you're back. And sounds like you're at 100%. I yeah. am. I am. And there's going to be lots of, of, of these things. So I am glad that I kind of have a partner in crime now with you and that you can accompany me to some of these things. Or if I can't make them or if I have to be in two places, you know, I can run them by you. If there's anything that you can help me out with, I will certainly Count throw those things your can. way. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I am just so much, thrilled. Really. It was it was so great to talk to you. I've been, I've been wanting to talk to you um, as, as soon as I was really well enough to do that so I could, I, I could find out all about your experience. And so I'm really happy that you were able to set this time away tonight with me so that we could kind of go over it and, uh, and I could experience it through you. So thank you, Dan. Don't mention it. Thanks for giving me the, uh, the chance to do it. My mom loved it. She said, told me to say thank you to you too um, for setting it all up. And anytime you have something like this, you know, I'm interested about it. You know, I'm passionate about it. And the Seattle scene when it comes to film is just something, you know, that I love. So thank you very, very, very much, Lori. Next time you're um, around or you're in my neighborhood, make sure you let me know, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Hold on just a second, Dan, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you offline. This is Austin Jenks, and he's a Seattle singer-songwriter. You might have seen him on The Voice. He was recently on the show, and this is his Wild and Reckless, and I'll be right back. We got sunshine on stretch highway Where the long nights turn into days And all your worries get gone And fade away And ten feet high rope swinging off a riverbank Gonna stay for a while, there's nothing left in the tank. That old muddy water rolling over our feet in the sand. One, two, three, baby, take my hand. We're diving in. Take me back to the wild and reckless. The summer sun ain't never gonna set you feeling. It's what you wanted, it's what you wanted And take me back to the golden glory Keep on living an American story It's what you wanted, it's what you wanted 
What you wanted, take me back to the goal. 